0: Hey everyone, it's Cassie.
1: And this is Chrissy.
0: And this is Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy.
1: Former professional basketball player Kwame Brown has been all up and down my timeline, and I'm sure yours as well, on Twitter this week after he reached his wits end of scrutiny. He took to social media where he voiced several rants about people in the sports world who have continued to ridicule him while he has been remaining low-key. So Kwame was the first NBA player to go number one straight out of high school in 2001. He was picked by the Washington Wizards, but he didn't exactly live up to the really high expectations that were set for him while he was just a teenager, and it's put him at the center of a lot of backlash over the years. And maybe one of the most memorable roasts that he was at the center of was from Stephen A Smith's rant on ESPN where he called him a bona fide scrub. I feel like everyone has seen that video. It's funny, but it's it was really mean. Like, but it was funny. Like it's really really um popular. If you haven't seen it, I encourage you to go watch it. Go just type it in on YouTube. Um yeah, so he gave that rant on ESPN following the Lakers trading Kwame Brown for Pau Gasol in 08. But what triggered him this time was the scrutiny that came from Gilbert Arenas, Matt Barnes, and Steven Jackson on the All the Smoke podcast recently. Gilbert referred to Kwame as a man-child and a show pony, and Kwame was not having it.
0: Okay, so I am team Kwame, obviously. Yeah. Uh, cause it was provoked. It's not like he's just going on like doing this unprovoked. Cause if you did, you like read what Charlemagne said about his family. Yes, it was horrible. Like I don't even want to read it. Like you guys can go and read it. It was just first of all, how do you know that much about his family? Well, okay, we won't go into too much detail about yeah. that backstory,
1: but um, Charlemagne the God was just saying um some details about some of Kwame's male family members and it's because they're from the same area in South Carolina that Charlemagne is from. So he knew a lot of like, it, it is public information, but because Kwame isn't, well, wasn't really in the public eye leading up to this week, it wasn't something that people just knew. It wasn't in our face. That was yeah. something that you would have to go search for, uh-huh. but like, it was some pretty knew. like, yeah, it was some pretty extreme stuff. Um, like just
0: it was, and Charlamagne has a huge platform.
1: Yeah, but I I don't think he was doing it to be malicious. I think he was using those examples of you know just things that his family members have been involved in to kind of warn people. Which now when I say it like that, like warn, like like Kwame is going to do something terrible, but. Just just to kind of tell people like, listen, you don't know what triggers certain people, like,
0: oh no, yeah, I get that, but yeah. he literally like like not like like he went in show, I mean, like with not details, yeah, like he was like like he's talking about like his family members that are serving sentences, and he's like he's serving this sentence, he's serving this, and like details about like what they've done, I don't know, either way, it was provoked, yeah, um, and I watched a video and. In the video I watched, he was coming for Charlamagne and DJ Envy. Um, He said, basically, he was talking about, like, Charlamagne's past because, you know, he's run into trouble. Um, And then he went into, like, a deep dive of his family. And then, um, I guess because, apparently, Charlamagne mentioned a brother that Kwame never met or something. You know, his whole family drama. So, Kwame said, you want to talk about a brother that I never met? Um, That my father had children outside of his marriage, just like DJ Envy's cheating. Beep. So I'm wrong because my father had a son at the time that I never met. And then he called DJ Envy. He was like, this no neck having, blah, blah, blah. And how DJ Envy's a cheater and Charlemagne's ugly. And he just went in <laughs> on them. Like he went in on them. Listen, I feel like if I was being taunted
1: for 20 years, because we're, we're in 2021 now. And, I mean, it hasn't been consistent, but it's been happening since, you know, he came into the league. If I was being taunted this way, I'm shocked it took him this long oh. to to snap. Not snap, because it, it's not like he's doing anything crazy. You know, everybody, a lot of people get on Instagram Live and just talk reckless.
0: But, um, I mean. No, I agree too, especially, like, if, I'm sorry, if Charlemagne went, On his platform and like aired my family's, not even like dirty laundry, like even though it is public information, like no one was talking about it. Like no one knew that his father or his brother did this or that. So you literally cannot be mad at Kwame for calling them out. Literally what he what he said about them, like, okay, like everyone knew. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's definitely justified on Kwame's part. Yeah, I
1: agree. He he went on his YouTube channel and recorded a video that was over like an hour long to start. But there were more videos that came after that, basically just getting things off his chest. And I think that's what... Because Charlemagne wasn't the first person Mm -mm. to like catch any heat. It just, it was like a trickle down effect. So Mm -hmm. there were the YouTube videos and then like the Instagram lives. So I'm going to read... Um, and it's not like um, people, the people that he's like addressing are going back and forth with him. I have seen people trying to defuse the situation, but yeah. it's like at this point, he's uh-huh. not really interested in that. Um, but there was a uh, excerpt I'm going to read okay. from this yeah, article. No, I just mentioned
0: audience. Charlamagne because his part, like the video, if yeah. you guys watch the video of Kwame talking about Charlamagne, the God in DJ Envy, like he went in on them like yeah uh i was like oh my gosh but yeah no i i do agree with everything you said like there's like so much more to it and there's just so much that people have said in the past and i think he's just like fed up yeah and there's just a lot of people involved yeah it was a lot of people that he wanted to
1: address so yeah um andrew lawrence from the guardian talked about matt barnes response and uh, stephen jackson's response And Matt Barnes said, I get where he's coming from, he said. He's kind of been the butt of jokes coming into the league and not being able to live up to that number one potential. If you want to be mad at anyone, be mad at MJ for picking you number one. Um, I'm going to continue reading the piece from the article. On Instagram, Jackson was unrepentant. He said, your whole career was dirt. Your whole life is dirt. And it ain't my job to pour more dirt on you wishing him nothing but success nevertheless that's um i don't i don't get this energy but that's because i don't know like the ins and outs like there could be more to that dynamic but it's like if y'all started it
0: like Mm -hmm. i was gonna say that same exact thing like what do you just I think get, that's kind of mean to say, like, your whole life is dirt. dirt. That's, that's pretty what, mean. I want him to just sit there and literally, like you said, since this man, because obviously he did not live up to his hype, a lot of people don't, okay? Right, a lot like, of a lot people. It's people in the league right
1: now that's not living up to their hype, if we're um, being real.
0: Literally, even in the NFL, freaking Tim Tebow, and now all of a sudden he's a tight end again? Like, what? Like, <laughs> like, let's be real. End. Like, that's ridiculous number one but number two he didn't live up to the hype he's not like do you know what i mean like i do not blame this man it's been years it's been so long years and then it's all oh, his whole this dad his life dirt this and that like why like like for what you know what i mean like for why yeah like, What was the reason like i feel bad for him i feel bad too
1: because he's clearly been trying to like mind the business that pays him he don't bother at least
0: i haven't seen him bothering anybody and until now but he's not even bothering he's just like the he's like defending himself and adding some spice yeah but he's like what he's doing is justified you know but yeah you're right like it's not like all these years he's been in the media like telling people these crazy things you know what i mean like it's just so unprovoked like stop talking about him
1: yeah um in the youtube video he did say I think you guys need to focus and channel that energy to some more real problems. And Steven Jackson, maybe you can put that mother effing blunt out (laughs) and pull your pants up on your bleep and put that rag down and act like a grown bleep man instead of a little bleep boy. (laughs) So it's like he's the message is there, but like you said, he's putting some spice on it. Cause at the end of the day, he's a grown man. Like he's not about to keep letting these other grown men and women Talk
0: crazy about him. Like exactly. Come on. Exactly. Like, he's defending himself. Obviously, he's adding spice. But, like, like the things, like, that guy literally said his whole... And then, also, it's, like, the passive aggressiveness. Like, he was, like, oh, his whole life's dirt. Everything he does is dirt. But I wish the best for him. Yeah, right. Like, like that's just so frustrating. Very,
1: very passive aggressive.
0: And he you know how many people have said things about him? Like, there's so many people involved now. Yeah, some people tried, like, de-escalating it a little. But there's just so many people involved. And, yeah, like, it's wild.
1: Yep. Yeah. Stephen A. Jackson caught some heat. Oh, sorry, whoops. let me. It's too many Stevens. Stephen <laughs> A. Smith oh, caught yes. some heat, too. Um, Kwame went on Instagram Live, oh, my God, and told Stephen A. Smith to meet him in Seattle to fight. Because apparently you can fight there without signing a waiver. I don't know anything about that, but that's what was said on the live. Someone on Twitter urged Stephen A. to respond to Kwame. And he said, (laughs) he said, I will do no such thing. I will not waste my time. That man is right. He's been retired for years, yet all of us have been guilty of getting on him from time to time. He has every right to speak his mind. Go for it. I agree. That's a very mature response yeah. to that. It's like He understands the, the role that he played and some of this um, scrutiny that he's been receiving. Because like I mentioned earlier, that really popular rant where he called him a bona fide scrub. Like, you know, like he understands the role that he played, but yeah. he's also not going to play into what's going on right now and, you know,
0: be ignorant. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like he was... In this situation, like, he responded the best. Yes, I agree. Very mature. Yeah, it it was... I was surprised. (laughs) Not gonna lie. I didn't think he would go back at him, but at the same time, like, this was probably, like, one of the best responses I've seen from anyone involved in any kind of sports in a while. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was like, wow. Very Um, clear cut, straight to the point. Yeah, and he, like owned up to, like, yeah, like, we've been talking about him. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a good response by him, but, yeah, I mean, also, it's not over. Like he's it's gonna, not he, over. It's not all. over. Like, there's gonna be so much more that's gonna come out, uh, today, maybe, tomorrow. Not
1: that I'm, like, <laughs> this is so messy. Like, <laughs> It just keeps getting worse. Like, mm-hmm. I don't condone name calling, but man. i was
0: <laughs> When I was watching, literally, I was watching the video about DJ Envy and Charlamagne because I knew I was going to be talking about it on here. I was like, okay, 60% of this I can't even mention on the podcast. Right. Just like the language, the name calling, and what he was saying. Yeah. Like it's just he's right, but it's messy and like obviously the things he talk he's talking about like aren't good things, you know what I mean? Right. Um Yeah, the language, uh he he was just really coming for everyone. In every which way. Like my favorite was the DJ Envy though.
1: So my favorite <laughs> is <laughs> That's so, like, horrible to say. But my favorite is probably, like, the original ones, the Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes, and Gilbert Arenas. So let me read you this from The Guardian. It reads, Throughout, the 39-year-old effectively labeled Jackson a fake gangster turned fake social justice warrior. Barnes, a tragic mulatto, and Arenas and Uncle Tom let me backtrack there a tragic mulatto what that's the wild yo that is one of the wildest insults I've ever heard in my life um right right and then he kept calling Matt Barnes also Becky with the good hair oh my god (laughs) like
0: uh yeah cuz he mentioned the baker the good ear in the dj Envy video and he also said something about how dj mv's like looks disgusting and no one will even look his way he can't get anyone to look his way he said something else um, yeah, yeah um <laughs> that is just crazy loaded. i feel like he was like you know when like like this happens to everyone you know when like anger just keeps building up and then you just explode one day mm-hmm I think that's exactly what happened here. Yeah. I mean, everybody has their breaking point.
1: And he clearly has reached his because the rants went on for days. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it wasn't just one person. Like, it was anybody could catch it. Jamel Hill caught it too. She yes, caught strays yes. while actively trying not to catch straights. Like, yes. she tweeted on May 18th. Kwame Brown got me checking the tape to make sure I never said bleep about him. If I did, I'm sorry. Please don't talk about my mama. That tweet came after she posted a meme that, um, it's like a meme that says violence with the symbol that shows on, captioned, um, Kwame Brown today and yesterday. And that's a very common phrase these days, you know, oh, they chose violence, whatever. No, he did not read it that way. He responded to that, um, And you guessed it in an Instagram video saying, you said all weekend I was being violent. So that leads me to believe something is a little off about you, Miss Hill, ma'am. I have children and you just lied on me and you on deck, meaning like you catching it too. (laughs) Like, yeah.
0: Um, see, see you over on my YouTube.
1: Like, yes, that's another thing he'll say. Like, I'm going to address it on my YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) like he's so serious too like it's it's funny but he's being like so serious
0: oh yeah he is and he made t-shirts he did yeah Yeah, um (laughs) they say my mama's son and the other one says my mama's cooking because he's always like y'all he like posted on instagram he captioned y'all been talking about my mama's son that's cool though the real recognized are real wow and then he made shirts out of it
1: I mean why not people are gonna love a
0: marketing it. king exactly we love a marketing king
1: <laughs> exactly
0: I, su- I support
1: this i support it too <laughs> go make your money because yeah, I- people have been coming for you for so long kwame you might as well profit off of it
0: yeah that's what uh, profit please but yeah this is just like if you would have told me like A couple weeks ago that, like, oh, like, in a couple weeks, Kwame Bren's about to come for all these people in, like, pop culture, sports area. Like, I would have never, I would have been like, what? So random. So so random. Like, I mean, entertaining. I I feel bad saying it's entertaining because this is his life. (laughs) I feel so bad saying that. But, I mean, I feel bad, but at the same time, like, he's making shirts out of it. Exactly. Like, he knows what he's doing. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is entertaining though. And then you go on his Instagram and I was just like looking at the comments and seeing people who commented. He's at nine almost ninety thousand followers now. I don't know how much he had before. Right. That. I'm wondering how
1: much um he's grown since then, but I'm sure it was a significant amount because people wanna Definitely,
0: make sure they're catching his Instagram lives. And he was so low key. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he really was a low key guy. Like so I'm I'm his probably his following probably grew so much, which is well deserved. I'm proud of you. <laughs> that's just so crazy. I'm just thinking about everything he really came for them like I would cry right
1: like, I don't know what I would do i mean after i guess after twenty years i don't i mean I've never experienced this before, and I'm also only twenty four but I don't know. I feel like maybe at that point I probably wouldn't um have the energy to address it but maybe he's just he's been letting people slide and like I said everyone's triggers are different and
0: it's just at yeah. a point
1: now where he's like
0: cut it out like why yeah, are we still talking about me yeah he was just doing his own thing it's like say like I don't know like people were like talked smack about this podcast like they just kept doing it and like tweets and saying all this stuff, like, bad things, and, like, we just were, like, whatever, like, ignored it, and then, like, when we were, like, in our 40s, like, when I was 42 and you're 44, all of a sudden we go on a rampage right. and rip everyone apart, people would be, like, what the heck?
1: Right, exactly. That's
0: exactly what it's, like. Oh, man.
1: But I'm here for it. Same. And, like, all jokes aside, I really do hope, like, um, he finds some peace, and I hope that if we do speak about Kwame Brown more in the future, that at least is something positive or some, something different. Yeah. Like, let's not talk about uh-huh. his
0: shortcomings. Like, we don't have to yeah. do that anymore. Um, I agree. That's why I said I feel bad when I say it was entertaining. But at the same time, I think I like that he is profiting off of, like, making the t-shirts. Yeah. Because I think that shows that, obviously, he's taking it to heart, but he's also, like, making – Like, take, I don't know how to, like, I don't want to word around his power. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I think, and now he has, like, I feel like he has, like, more people on his side. Uh So, yeah. So, (laughs) we're Team Kwame here.
1: Definitely Team Kwame. American soccer player Megan Rapino is on the cover of the June-July Harper's Bazaar Freedom Issue. In the article, she spoke about her activism, how her sexual identity has been one of her greatest gifts, and the long-going fight for equal pay. One of the quotes in the article from Megan is, Money is the way our society shows people, especially in sports, how we value them. We know exactly what's in a contract every time a man signs it. We never know what women make. Why is it? Because they're not something to be proud of. We need to change that narrative. Now, this is really, really true. And it's something I didn't even realize until she pointed it out. Because, like, anytime a football player, a basketball player, or a soccer player signs these nine figure deals, it's like all over Bleacher Report and ESPN, Sports Center, like all of that. But we don't hear about women's salaries. And there's a reason for that, because if we did see it, and compared it to the men then we would have to acknowledge the clear discrepancy between mm-hmm. the pay of the sexes
0: yeah um I was literally gonna say that's so true and then you said it we have the same mind today <laughs> but um I never even realized that either like that's a big thing like even like all the teams like when a new player like signs their contract like They'll either tweet it out and give them money or like post pictures of them signing the contract and you literally never see that woman. Ever. The only thing you might see is like when Serena Williams gets like a huge Nike deal. Right. But that's not pay from like a team or anything. Like that's not their salary. Mm-hmm.
1: Or like that's- Naomi Osaka with her endorsements, like Louis
0: Vuitton and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Exactly. Or like she's gonna co-host a Met Gala. Yeah. Love that. But, yeah, like, that's what I mean. You know what I mean? Like, that's not their salary. And I think it speaks for itself when WNBA players also have to go and play overseas. Yes. We had talked about that before, right, with, like, Brianna Stewart having to go yeah. to
1: Europe. And then that's and where getting she got her injury. injury. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, the fact that they even have to go to Europe, that's what's, like, that's a little insane to me. Like, um, imagine, like, an NBA player. And – Brianna Stewart's like a big WNBA player. So I'm trying to think of like an NBA player like her level. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Like imagine them having to go overseas during the off season when they're supposed to just train and rehabilitate their body for the new season, but they have to go overseas because, you know, they have to make more money somewhere. Right. It really sucks. It does. And actually the other day I Googled like salary. Um it's like WNBA salaries, it's crazy. It's like, really
1: unfortunate. I'm speaking of it, WNBA salaries. I saw a tweet the other day. The tweet reads, Sabrina. Wow. Okay. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> Sorry. The tweet reads, Sabrina Ionescu, who recorded a triple double tonight, is set to make $69,360 this year. Joe Kim Noah, who hasn't played for the Knicks since January 2018, is set to collect $6,431,666 this season from the Knicks to not play a second.
0: That's sick. Like, just the thought of that, that's literally... Like, it makes me nauseous. <laughs> like,
1: I'm no mathematician, but... The math is not mathing here with these
0: numbers. Literally, like the star of the WNBA is making. Oh my god, I'm trying to think.
1: Oh my some god. other girl said she was like, "How am I making more than Sabrina?" Yes. And my job doesn't even involve running.
0: I was gonna say, that. <laughs> I was gonna say, like both of my like, like you know what I mean? Like, there's like everyday jobs that make more than that. And they're not putting their bodies on the line. Yeah. Like, they just deserve more, plain and simple. And the fact that, like, the men just make so much.
1: So much money.
0: And they're allowed to, not saying
1: that, um, joking Noah, I'm not judging him at all. But in general, there's more space for men to be mediocre and accepted, whereas the women have to be um, just so miraculous and out of this world. And in return, they get so little.
0: Exactly. Like, the fact that he's getting paid millions to not even play a second of a game.
1: And hasn't played since 2018. That makes like, no
0: sense. It literally doesn't make sense to me at all. It's, it's just not fair. Like, there's no other way to put it.
1: And like, Sabrina's been conditioning her body to come back this season because she had a season-ending injury. Last year, and she is just like going so hard.
0: Yeah, and the like this is just disrespectful. She um she definitely makes so much more like from her endorsements. Yeah, but um, like not I barely see endorsements with WNBA players. Do you know what I mean? It's becoming more common now. I feel like it's gonna be more common. Yeah, starting now, but, yeah. like, in the past, like, how is that fair? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm so sorry. 60000 is not a livable wage in New York City. At all. Like, it would make it so hard. Like, people make it work, but it's, like, literally, it's really tough. Like, We shouldn't have to. Yeah, like, it's really, really tough. That's just really, like, I don't even know, like. And you would think going to
1: the league would you know set you up in a different type of way to where you could live
0: a solid life in
1: new york but
0: being one of the faces of the WNBA, basically Uh like yeah that's do not okay yeah literally do better that's like not okay that's really something else that's why we
1: appreciate athletes that are really involved in their activism like Megan because we need to keep keep having conversations about stuff like this like no matter how uncomfortable it is for other parties because for us it's like it's not uncomfortable it's just the truth but yeah I feel like it'll be uncomfortable for the people who have no interest in changing this huge pay gap but it's going to happen one way or the other. It needs to happen. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think we're we're starting to see, like, the wheels turn the past couple of years. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, that's just sick. Very. So, yeah. I don't even know what's... Like, that's really, right. like, my mind's blown.
1: All we can do is keep using our platform, keep encouraging mm-hmm. people in the public eye to use theirs, keep the conversations going going because we need equality yeah we need equal pay people need to get paid okay like i just don't understand she's doing the same job as these men pay her pay women what they are worth yep that's the message of today leave okay the first message is leave folks alone if they're not bothering you (laughs) you literally and the second message is pay women what they are worth and they are worth Sabrina is worth so much more than $69,360 and I'll leave it there
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I was like that we'll end it (laughs) here folks
1: thank you guys so much for tuning in to season two episode 13 of did you catch that with Cassie and Chrissy Make sure that you're subscribed to us here on Spotify and that you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at DYCT Podcast. Again, that is DYCT Podcast, and you will hear from us next week.